0: All right. And we're back. And I got to be honest, these Sean Connery Bonds are dragging a lot more than I thought they would. (laughs) Uh, All right. So um, real quick, just off the top, what do you think of this one? What you saw of it? (laughs) Yeah, what I saw of it, it was. I kind of uh, became disconnected from this one pretty quickly. I ended up getting up and baking cookies, what, 15, 20 minutes into it. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's just, there's just a lot that I was like, okay, that's more than I can handle. <laughs> it's okay. This is a lot, and I feel like as these Sean Connery bonds grow in the exciting stunts and cool stuff that comes out, they also grow in just absolute misogyny yes. and just horrific sexual harassment and. Mm-hmm. Guys, if you if you're listening to this and it bothers you that I'm calling James Bond out for sexual harassment, go go to some counseling, <laughs> seek some help. Actually, talk to a woman. Don't just talk at her, but talk to her and ask uh, genuinely, uh, legitimately, hey, how does it feel when men treat other women like this around you? And then really listen to them. And uh, if uh, if you still don't see a problem with the way James Bond treats women, um, just go stick your arm in a garbage disposal and turn on the switch, (laughs) uh, turn it off when you've changed your mind. (laughs) All right. (laughs) If you're going to treat women horribly, you deserve Uh much worse. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So with that, let's go ahead and get started on this, uh, film that for a long time was considered by many to be the best James Bond film. (laughs) And I say, yes. All right. Uh, People who believe that got our current president elected, but I digress. (laughs) All right. Um, So we start in a South American or Central American country. I believe it's like Mexico or someplace that's like Mexico. It's vaguely, uh, Vaguely ethnic, uh, but that goes along with how they treat minorities in this as well. Yeah. Uh, It's a night mission, and uh, coming up from the water, we see what's obviously a fake bird floating across the water, and out of the water jumps James Bond. (laughs) Uh, James Bond comes up in uh, a jumpsuit and a really bad wig that's like a two-tone hairpiece. Uh, we then go into a storage room that's in like a like a silo. Um, that when he goes inside is somehow bigger on the inside. He then uses uh, his belt, which is full of C four, uh, to blow up the uh, blow up the reservoir. Uh, and James Bond then strips out of his uh, jumpsuit into a white tux. Uh, a scene that is duplicated in James Cameron's True Lives, which is uh, still problematic, but actually more in, uh, enjoyable than this film. If you're looking for film recommendations, watch that instead of this. <laughs> uh, Bond meets his handler, who warns him uh, not to go back to his hotel room. Uh, but of course, Bond, because he wants to go hang out with a girl, goes back to his room. He then uh, uses her as a mirror and a human shield throws her in front of the guy who's going to kill him because women are objects and not people. Um, that's sarcasm in case you're not reading it, uh, has an awkward fight with the attacker, uh, in which the attacker gets thrown into a bathtub, uh, where the bad guy is going to try to grab James Bond's gun. James Bond throws a heat lamp into a tub. And, uh, then after murdering a man in the bad bathtub, uh, offers a bad tub. Like, I don't know, uh, I don't know, shocking or something like that. It's bad. <laughs> but we go from that into one of the best James Bond theme songs, which is Goldfinger uh, by Shirley Bassey. Phenomenal, phenomenal singer uh, who will uh, be joining us for several James Bond songs over the course of the franchise. Actually, she has a James Bond song for one of the Daniel Craig films, which was not used. Oh. Um The movie Quantum of Solace, uh, originally was going to have Amy Winehouse do a Bond uh, theme song, Amy Winehouse Died of Drug Overdose. Uh, After that, they looked back to uh, Shirley Bassey to possibly do, uh, the theme song. Uh, Shirley Bassey actually helped come up with it, um... But at the last minute, they went with Jack White and Alicia Keys. And the result is okay. Uh, Some people like it more than others. Some people like it a lot less than others. Um, But the song is called No Good About Goodbye. You can find it on Spotify, Amazon. Um, You can find it pretty much anywhere music is streaming. Uh, But it's actually a really good song. And if you watch Quantum of Solace, we're not talking about that movie just yet. But you can actually hear uh, the instrumental version of that song worked into the theme unlike the song uh that they ended up using which well it doesn't fit with much of anything uh anyway back to the movie that we're in uh we then moved to miami beach uh there's a hotel that is really cool it has a massive pool outside and also an indoor right ice rink if i can go to a hotel with an indoor ice rink i'm in that would be pretty cool uh, so, uh, Bond, uh, meets his girlfriend, Dink. Um, and just I did to not catch her name before. Yeah. Just to tell you upfront, um, this episode going to have an explicit tag just because of the name of, uh, some of the characters. Uh, Dink's not exactly great, but we get to worse later in the film. <laughs> As I said before, Bond is terrible to women. Um, He slaps her on the butt and tells her to basically go away. Uh, Felix points out Goldfinger uh, to Bond. Goldfinger is uh, totally uh, rolling a mark at uh, cards, and he's obviously cheating. So Bond goes up to Goldfinger's room where Jill Masterson is laying in lingerie, because, of course, that's what women do when they're on their own. (laughs) Uh, Radioing Goldfinger, uh, his opponent's cards. Bond sabotages the game and sleeps with her. Uh, he then compares drinking Champagne Worn to listening to The Beatles without earmuffs. Oh, Bond also has terrible taste in music. So, uh-huh. bad to women, terrible taste in music. If you're trying to emulate this man, look for a better movie. <laughs> uh, Bond is then knocked out long enough for Jill to be murdered and dipped in gold. Um, and... Uh, Yeah, just misogyny all around. Uh, The British are off to figure out uh, where Goldfinger's money is from. Uh, This is oddly one of the few times that Bond acts sad that a woman died. Uh, You can mark this down. You can probably count the times on one hand uh, where it lasts for longer than 30 seconds. Uh, So... Bond finds that they have a giant, giant piece of gold bullion that's only worth uh, five thousand uh, British pounds, which at the time of this recording is in the ballpark of seventy-five hundred to eight thousand uh, dollars. Just for reference, that same gold bar would probably be worth two to three times what they estimated in that film. Nice. Um. We are then introduced at Q Branch to the Aston Martin DB5, which is, to this date, one of the coolest James Bond cars ever. Uh-huh. Really cool, but really, really tiny. Yes. Um, I do like when he was showing him the car, and he said, don't ever push this button. Yeah, and James Bond is like a 12-year-old. and yes, it's like listen. if you tell somebody not to do something, the first thing they get out there to do is they're going to find a way to push that button. And, uh, at this point we are then off to the golf course because, uh, we need to meet, uh, Goldfinger in person, face to face with James Bond and James Bond to show that he's good at something besides being bad to women and bad guys. Uh, we meet Aja, the the henchman, uh, a random task as he spoofed in Austin Powers and, uh, we get a little casual racism towards Koreans, um, Goldfinger cheats, but still loses to Bond when Bond uh, points out uh, that Goldfinger was cheating. Uh, At this point, to express his frustration, Oddjob throws his hat, cuts the head off a statue. Goldfinger casually mentions that he owns the club, so he's not going to get in trouble for a broken statue. (laughs) So, at this point, uh, Bond is pursuing Goldfinger across uh, Britain, Sweden... Uh, he's, uh, Goldfinger has his, uh, I believe it's a Rolls Royce loaded up into a plane, uh, takes it to Sweden. Bond also does the same thing with his DB5. And at this point, I'm wondering how much money is the, is the British government throwing at this guy? (laughs) Because he, he has to load up this car onto a plane and then he's going to chase bad guy across Sweden, this has got to be expensive. I mean, for one guy. Don't they have Intel in the in Sweden where they could give them another for, car? Yeah, the, that that that's my question is, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that the MI6 has presence in most countries. Yeah. And at that point, they're gonna have cars around. All right. uh, don't get me wrong, the db 5 is really cool and souped up in this, but I'm pretty certain that you didn't need to load it in a plane and yeah. take it across country um because bond has a tendency to go uh, everywhere right but anyhow at this point uh bond pursues goldfinger uh, across sweden goldfinger stops for i don't know strawberries socks something in sweden at this point uh goldfinger is shot at by tilly uh but bond thinks he tilly's trying to shoot him uh Later, as the chase continues, uh, Bond uh, damages Tilly's car, um, totally blows it out, tries to pick her up, and she says, no, I'm not having any of your junk. I know you're (laughs) a piece of work. She doesn't say that, but she knows. Uh, Later, we follow Goldfinger to a factory where we find out that he has been smuggling gold in the body of the Rolls-Royce. Uh, at this point, uh, we find out that Tilly is trying to kill Goldfinger for the murder of her sister. Um, she gets in the car with Bond. They try to make an escape, but uh, they are cornered. And Oddjobit, uh kills Tilly and captures Bond. Uh, Bond drives at gunpoint. We get to use the one cool gadget, uh, and that is the ejector seat in the DB5. And he still manages to get caught. Also, I made a note that the sweet little granny mining the gate has a Tommy gun and uh (laughs) uh easily one of the most powerful women in this movie uh and the woman to admire because she bakes and shoots yeah um so at this point we uh get one of the most iconic scenes in the movie where, uh, my note says laser crotch, um, (laughs) where, uh, Goldfinger is using a laser to cut a piece of metal right between James Bond's legs. And I'm like, yes, yes, he's got this coming. Bond utters the iconic phrase. Do you expect me to talk? And Goldfinger has the best retort. No, I expect you to die. Um, Bond has a gamble where he literally utters the two words that he heard uh, spoken between Goldfinger and his man on the ground, Grand Slam. Uh, Goldfinger decides to take a chance and figure out what Bond knows, kidnaps him. Bond wakes up on a plane. At this point, uh, warning for language and offensive content, uh, Honor Blackman uh, portrays uh, Pussy Galore. Uh, Her two notable attributes, besides being a beautiful woman, is that she is a pilot and a lesbian. Uh, It is Hmm. never explicitly stated, uh, but her and her crew, uh, Pussy Galore's Flying Circus, are uh, in the books written as lesbians. Interesting. Uh, Again, going to themes that uh, Ian Fleming would put in his books, uh, all lesbians were Bad guys, unless they were converted to being straight by Bond, and then they were good people. Uh-huh. Uh, and we'll see that in this film. <laughs> um, but at this point, Bond orders one of his most iconic drinks: uh, not the best for martini, but a vodka martini, shaken, not stirred. At this point, we are off to Kentucky because why not? <laughs> um, where Goldfinger is uh, running a horse ranch. And he gathers a bunch of gangsters from across uh, the United States in one of the coolest rooms designed by Ken Adam. And at this point, we see a massive to-scale model of Fort Knox. And we learn that Operation Grand Slam is a big heist. Um, Bond does the elevator trick where you stand behind a couch and just shrink down to do the elevator trick to get a henchman to come into his room, uh, knocks out the henchman, gets out of the room. Bond over- overhears the plan for operation grand slam. Uh, one of the gangsters named solo, the only gangster who wants his money, uh, named solo, uh, decides that he wants his money. Now he's not going to take money later. So he gets walked out to his car to get some gold bars and drive off. Uh, Bond meets Solo, puts a track the tracker that Q gave him earlier in the movie, and uh, Oddjob uh, drives off with him. In the meantime, all of the other uh, gangsters are killed uh, with gas in the middle of uh, in the middle of the room. Um, I think. Yes, I'm losing track. It all gets a little jumbled here. Anyhow, uh, Oddjob kills the gangster, uh, push, Pushes uh, puts the car with the gangster's body in a car crusher. Oh. Uh, yeah, you don't see the body in the car, but you see the car crusher, and you can only imagine what yes. that does. Uh, there's no blood or anything, but it's disturbing enough to think about. Yes. But at this point, uh, Felix Leiter, who's been tracking Bond, uh, realizes that uh, all of this... Um, is weird. All they can do is watch the farm. So, uh, Ajab crushes the car. The body takes the gold back to Goldfinger because Goldfinger has a gold fetish. Go figure. Uh, <laughs> so much so that he likes the name Goldfinger and his name is Arik, which is the atomic symbol for gold. <laughs> Oh, so was that brother. a name he gave himself or did his parents actually name him that? Uh, it's James Bond. Either one is possible, <laughs> both. both. <laughs> uh, he had a conversation with his parents and convinced them. <laughs> uh, at this point we're, uh, we're introduced to a bourbon drink as bourbon is the drink of Kentucky. Uh, at least by these people's standards, uh, mint juleps. Um, bond explains to goldfinger the impossibility of the job Uh, it would easily take i think he says 12 days even using a massive crew to get all the gold out of fort knox Hmm. it's at this point where goldfinger reveals to bond the plan is not to steal the gold but to devalue it he is going to irradiate it with a dirty bomb Uh, the gold's value and the us's uh monetary value will drop meanwhile his and the US's competitors will grow. Uh Goldfinger has been stockpiling gold on its own. Hmm. Uh at this point it's Bond versus uh Pussy Sexuality, um, where he goes for a role in the hay, uh fights her in uh the hay barn of the of the horse area stables, the ranch. The ranch. Um and forcibly uh, kisses pussy, and uh, just for the record, this is sexual assault—just no, straight 100%. up sexual assault. Um, but apparently, it changes her mind on Bond. He's not that bad. Um, <laughs> God, this just—sorry, horrible, <laughs> horrible. Anyhow, let's move on. The movie yeah. does fast enough um, at this point. <laughs> Uh, We go to Fort Knox. The next day, um, the gas is deployed. Gas is the whole area, 40,000 troops. We've also learned that this particular gas is not just a knockout gas, but it will also kill the troops. Um, So we see all kinds of people slumped over, uh, supposedly dead. At At this point, they dynamite the fence. They use the laser to cut the wall. Bond is handcuffed to a bomb. And, uh, at this point we're thinking all is lost, but the troops start to wake up. We discover that pussy has made the call to the army, changed her mind. Ugh, yeesh. Um, <laughs> and decided to, uh, uh, to let them know of the plan and either change out the gas or get the army the means to counteract it. Regardless the army moves in, there's a big battle between uh Goldfinger's troops and the army. Uh Bond uh fights Oddjob getting himself free of the bomb. Uh after a really violent scene of Oddjob killing a guy who's just trying to deactivate the bomb, just throws That's him off like the fifth story uh, balcony. Yes. Uh, I cringed at that one That was shocking uh, for, a, for a 1960s <laughs> yes. movie uh, Anyhow uh, Bond kills Ajab uh, And I just I felt bad for Ajab Always very dapper, always happy to work <laughs> Just smiling most of the time He's just happy to be there And Bond's just a sexual assaulting jerk <laughs> uh, Anyhow Uh Bond gets out uh, of the cuffs. He fights Aadjab. He kills him with uh, kills Ajab by using Ajab's hat. Um, Bond stops the bomb at 007. Uh, links to the audience. Uh, at this point, uh, Goldfinger making an escape on his private jet. Bond gets on board the jet, uh, and they fight. Uh, Goldfinger. In a brilliant move, discharges a firearm inside of a pressurized jet, (laughs) depressurizing the jet and getting himself sucked out a window. Hmm. Um, It's kind of funny. (laughs) Um, But at this point, Bond and Pussy parachute out and in and out and in and out again. (laughs) Yes, they have sex under a parachute. Anyhow, that's Uh how the movie ends. And we're all glad that it's over. Uh, there's some, there's some cool stuff in this movie. It's, uh, there's, there's some cool style choices. Bond's three piece suit is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, there's some neat gadgetry. There's, there's some iconic imagery in this, but I, this isn't one I watch a lot. This is one I usually just zoom right past the, the next one we're going to watch early on. is not much better. Um, but by and large, this era in filmmaking is not kind of women. Uh, James Bond in general is not kind of women. Um, but th- this this particular area, it's it's just a little rough. So full disclosure, I've uh, at this point, a lot of you are wondering, Mark, why do you like these movies? Yeah. Um, these early Bond movies are typically the Bond movies I turn on on a sleepy afternoon where I'm about to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And I usually, I'm awake for the... Uh, cold open where we get an action scene. Um, and then I usually wake up about a half hour to an hour later when we are moving to the climax. And by this point, Bond is through all of his um, questionable conquests and, and we're on to the, uh, the chase scenes and adventure and actions and, and really cool stuff. But yeah, this one, this one was hard for me. This, yeah. this one was really, really hard. Um, if you enjoy this, enjoy it. It's great. Um, it's not without its issues. It, and I can be, if I can be totally honest, I think, um, uh, most of Sean Connery's are going to have this issue. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's who Sean Connery is. I, I don't know if it's who, who Sean Connery is. He, right. he has kind of a misogynist, uh, and sexist view of women. Yeah. Um, uh, so much as going on Barbara Walters and saying it was okay to slap a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You can YouTube it uh, if you're if you're wondering what I'm talking about. Um, but this is very much a time capsule of that time. Uh, again, behavior wise, not something to be emulated. Not anything heroic in this movie. Um, cool design choices. Look at the scenery. Look at the design work, the prop work. It's all really cool. Um, there is some some neat uh, espionage gadget stuff, um, but. Overall, for me, this is on the bottom end of James Bond movies for me. Um, now, with that said, overall, I, I don't hate watching this. It's it's just, I don't know. I, I would love to see one day uh, James Bond go back and do a period piece where maybe we do this over again tell this story a different way and maybe just maybe telling a bond story in the 1960s bond could be a chauvinist, but we could point that out for what it is. It's, it's not okay. It's not good. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know how you tell that story, but it's just food for thought. I, I think we can be better as people yeah. uh, and filmmakers. So, <laughs> and, and I think that Daniel Craig and, uh, Barbara Broccoli and Michael G. Wilson all know that. And that's why we're getting the movies we are now. But until then, uh, (laughs) I hope, I hope we were mildly distracting for the past few minutes. I, I hope that what you watched of Goldfinger was enjoy enjoyable. Um, and I hope I didn't turn you off of this franchise because it gets better. It really does. It gets better. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Roger Moore. We only have two more Sean Connery movies. Okay. Um, my favorite one is Two Away and uh, You Only Live Twice. Sadly, still pretty misogynist and pretty racist. Um, but uh, actually uh, does some interesting things. Uh, story dancing uh, with some complications that I'll tell you about next week mm-hmm. as next week there uh, is some real life drama around the movie that we're oh. uh, talking about in Thunderball okay. but we will talk about that next week until then uh, enjoy your favorite things and the things that maybe aren't your favorite things uh, maybe don't do a podcast about them because this was hard yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you guys next week bye